Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is The Fortune Cookie Message. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today hungry and ready for what you have for us. Speak through me, Father, everything of you and nothing of me, Father. We come to put your word into use in our lives, Father, to be a greater blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, you're going to talk today about the fortune cookie message. My daughter Shelby and I went out to a Chinese restaurant recently, and I got a message from my fortune cookie that made me think about tonight's message. My supposed fortune said, A real patriot is a fellow who gets a parking ticket and rejoices that the system works. Let me read that again. A real patriot is a fellow who gets a parking ticket and rejoices that the system works. Are we sometimes the opposite in life where we take the Bible and its teachings and say, God, get that person doing this or that wrong. But on the other hand, when we do something wrong, telling God, give me mercy. It is like sometimes we can judge ourselves by the fact that we are trying to do right and maybe our actions don't always follow and then judging others by their actions. Could that be why Jesus tells us in Matthew 22:39 that the greatest commandment after loving God is to love others as ourselves? And Jesus knows that our human nature is that we want to judge others by a higher standard than ourselves. Let's start today in Galatians 5:16 and 17 in the Amplified. But I say walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. 17. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit, and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. Folks, we all, every one of us, have to choose to walk in the Spirit and not the flesh. The flesh wants to judge others by a higher standard than ourselves. Our spirit man wants to show the mercy that God showed to us before we were born again and continues to show us now when we miss Him. Our flesh wants to throw people in the dungeon when they mess up. Sometimes we want to try to be God, judging whether others are worthy. Let's leave that to God. That does not mean compromising the truth, but it does mean walking in the mercy and love that God put in us when we made Jesus our Lord and Savior. Let's read Jonah chapter 1 from the Amplified. Jonah's disobedience, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, So my friends, we can learn a lot from Jonah. First of all, to listen to the word of the Lord, which is the still small voice or the Bible, and not listen to the world or fortune cookies. Two, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim judgment against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Folks, the next thing we need to learn from Jonah is that when God says to go, we need to go even when it is to go help people that our flesh doesn't think deserve help. I love doing jail and prison ministry, as many of those people need Jesus, and that is all they need to turn their life around. 
Of course, some of them already are born again, but just messed up in their life, and we have a merciful God. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the years about jail and prison ministry, and they'll say something negative about the people in those facilities. And a lot of it really comes down to listening to their flesh, that those people don't deserve God, or they don't want God, etc., I can't tell you how many times I've left those facilities so humbled that God would allow me to minister there and seeing folks come forward to turn their life over to Jesus. Just like last Sunday night, by the way, as four men came forward to receive Jesus at our Teen Challenge service. What a great and merciful God we have. Jesus' blood cries out with mercy to us, to every one of us. And we just have to answer and receive that mercy. Now verse 3, But Jonah ran away from Tarshish to escape from the presence of the Lord and his duty as his prophet. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, the most remote of the Phoenician trading cities. So he paid the fare and went down into the ship to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. My friends, have you ever run away from God instead of towards him? Maybe God wanted you to go talk to someone that was living hard for the devil, and you thought, they won't listen to me. They are totally anti-Jesus, etc. If we were all honest, I'm sure we'd have to admit that not only have we done it, that is going the opposite direction of what God requested us to do, but sadly we've done it multiple times. But again, our Lord is merciful. Now, that mercy doesn't give us a license to continue constantly in the wrong direction. But if we are trying to live for Jesus on fire and we occasionally mess up, then God's mercy is there every time, praise God. For but the Lord hurled a great wind toward the sea, and there was a violent tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Folks, bring this through Calvary. When we choose to walk away from God and His protection, It always gives the devil access to our lives through storms and many other bad things to try to destroy us. When that happens, we need to quickly repent and get back in fellowship with Jesus. But Jonah didn't do that right away, did he? Five, then the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his God to lighten the ship and diminish the danger. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea, but Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship and had lain down and was sound asleep. My friends, these men were crying out to their false god. That is the billboard that we have in life for people to go minister to in love to the ones who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the only way to heaven. The other thing in this verse to learn from is that Jonah was sound asleep. Sometimes when we turn away from God and the more difficult path on our flesh, we can think, this is great like sleeping in on Sunday mornings instead of going to church. Easy on our flesh, likely means we're going away from God. Now verse 9, So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I reverently fear and worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Folks, this is the beginning of Jonah turning back towards God. He told them that he reverently fears and worships the Lord God, who made everything. 10. Then the men became extremely frightened and said to him, How could you do this? For the men knew that he was running from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Eleven, then they said to him, 
What should we do to you so that the sea will become calm for us? For the sea was becoming more and more violent. Twelve, Jonah said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you, for I know that it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. My friends, aren't you glad Jonah told them to do this so we could learn from Jonah? Verse 15, So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped its raging. 17, Now the Lord had prepared, appointed, destined a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Folks, Jonah spent three days in the belly of the fish, just like Jesus spent three days in the belly of the earth, one of many, many prophetic signs in the Old Testament. Now, Jonah chapter 2, verse 1, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the stomach of the fish, too, and said, I called out of my trouble and distress to the Lord, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried for help, and you heard my voice. Three, for you cast me into the deep, and into the deep part of the seas. Four, be, nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. My friends, Jonah cried out to God, and so should we when we mess up. And Jonah again looked and came towards God. Verse 5b, seaweed was wrapped around my head. Folks, I like this part. Seaweed wrapped around his head. A bad position to be in. 10, so the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. My friends, our God, full of mercy, came to help after Jonah repented. Now Jonah chapter 4, but it greatly displeased Jonah and he became angry. Two, he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when I was still in my country? That is why I ran to Tarshish, because I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. And when sinners turn to you, you revoke the sentence of disaster against them. Therefore now, O Lord, just take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. For then the Lord said, Do you have a good reason to be angry? My friends, I wanted to get to this point. Jonah didn't want God to have mercy on those evil people. But God is great in loving kindness. When we find ourselves some days thinking like Jonah, thinking these so-and-so people don't deserve God's mercy, we need to repent and remember that God wants to save every single person, even the most evil ones. Praise God for his mercy. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful you're a merciful God. And you put that mercy in us and your love is in us, Father. We choose to walk in it, Father, to to always to be looking out to reach people for Jesus. Thank you for helping us. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.